You're listening to the New Song Students Podcast. I'm Jackson, and I'm the student pastor at New Song Church, located in Oklahoma City. We hope this message builds your faith and helps you to know God better in a greater way today. Enjoy the message. Awesome. Hey, 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 man. Uh, Super, super excited. Uh, Thank you, Pastor Jackson, uh, for that. Uh, guys, yeah, for those of you who don't know, like I said, I'm, I'm Pastor E-Man. And just real quick, before I go any further, uh, because, no, he was obviously, you know, uh, you give honor where honors do. Yes, I'm cool. Uh, that's a fact, all right? Let's be honest. Uh, I know that. But uh, uh, Jackson, uh, Pastor Jackson, I mean, let's give it up for Pastor Jackson, guys. Anything, so you got to understand this, guys. You got to understand this. Everything rises and falls on leadership. Anything that's good here on a Wednesday night, Jungle Pong, messages, uh, Oculus moving on up, anything that's good starts from Pastor Jackson, and it, and it trickles down. And so, man, I love you. Uh, good, I mean, me and, uh, me and Molly, as we've just grown in friendship, I, I consider it an honor. Uh, when I get to heaven, I'm going to be like, man, Jesus, you're so cool giving me Jackson because you've just been awesome. So get, one more time, give it up for Pastor Jackson. Are you guys ready tonight? Okay, so like he said, I do the threshold class. So some of y'all, uh, are, um, some of y'all have uh, brothers and sisters that are maybe in threshold. And I'm going to let y'all go. I'm going to let y'all know right now. Sorry. I'm going to let you know right now. That was an okay response. That was an okay response. Man, in threshold, when I'm like, hey, guys, how y'all doing? They're like, ah, losing their head. So right now, your brothers and sisters, some of the little kids are showing y'all up. So we're going to try that again. I'm going to try that again. I'm going to give y'all an opportunity to redeem yourselves because uh, this is new song, not Threshold. This isn't Boomtown, if you've ever been to Boomtown, but this is new song, Students. So how are you guys? Are y'all ready for a word tonight? All right. All right. All right. I am excited to share with you guys uh, what God has placed on my heart. Pastor Jackson kicked us off with an incredible message about the different names of God. Have y'all learned something so far in these last few weeks? I mean, this is, I mean, I, these names that we're even going, like some of these, I didn't learn until I was like grown. Like I was like out of high school. So for Pastor Jackson to take the time to teach us these different names, what a blessing it is to know these different names. And so we kicked off week one, right? We kicked off week one. Does anybody remember week one? Anybody? Yahweh. Yes, exactly. Pastor Jackson introduces his God's name is Yahweh. We learned that when he was talking to Moses, he says, I am who I am, which is like an interesting response. Hey, what's your name? I am who I am. I'm Yahweh. So that's kind of interesting. But we also learned that night that God is God and we are not. And thank goodness for that. I was thinking if I was God, like my first decree, my number one decree, I'd come out and be like, all right, everybody, you got to watch One Piece, the anime One Piece. And if you're sitting here wondering what that is, just thank God that I ain't God, all right? Because would, I would make a terrible God. So we talked about Yahweh. And then week two, we learned that another name of God is Jehovah Shalom. Everybody say Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Shalom. And that is the Lord of peace. We learned that, uh, that, 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 uh, that peace is not just an emotion, right? But it's an actual person. That person is God. And when you have peace, you have God. And flip side of that, when you have God, you have peace. And then we last week, we learned how uh, Jesus, or sorry, 
that God is also Jehovah Jireh. You are enough. I'm telling you, I could have been on that album. I don't know why they didn't call me. But we learned how <laughs> that God is provider. That's what that means, how he provides for us. He sees the needs in our lives, but not only does he see those needs, but he meets those needs. And I want to say that, guys, do not stop learning about the different names of God. Like, don't think that what we're about to talk about tonight and what we talked about in the previous weeks is just all that God is. Because I want to let y'all know, he is so much more than that. There are all kinds of names that you can use that are going to carry you in different seasons of your life, different stages of your life. There's different names for God that are very personal, that are very intimate. There are some names that are just characteristics of who, we, who he is. And all of these names are appropriate. All of these names are appropriate to use. Let me say it this way. If you were to go up to Molly and be like, hey, Molly, how are you doing? And she'd be like, hey, I'm doing good. You know, that's okay. You can use Molly. as a, That's an appropriate name to call her. But if, like, we're walking down the street and some dude was like, hey, yo, babe, how you doing? I'd be like, man, wait, wait, hold up. First of all, why are you call, why is he calling you babe? And I'd be looking at the dude and be like, hey, that, babe, no, that's my name for her. Like, babe is not an appropriate name for Molly. Why? Because that's my wife. But God's not like that. All of these names that God has, he has tons of them are all appropriate. And I encourage you to find them. Repeat after me. Say, do not stop, do not stop. Learning, about God. learning about God. Guys, find a name and hold on to it. Make it your rock. And tonight, or actually at the very beginning, Pastor Jackson said, uh, tell me how you see God and I'll tell you your future. And that's so true for what name we're talking about tonight. Because this name that we're talking about that describes God is something that I have placed my, my life on. It has been my rock. It's got me through all things. And as I've studied it even this week and as I've just grown in my understanding of it, I'm 100% positive that not only has it changed my life, but it truly has changed my future. So are you guys ready tonight? Yeah. Are you ready for the name? Yeah. Are you sure you're ready for the name? Yeah. All right, today we are learning how one of God's names is Abba. Everybody say Abba. Oh, that wasn't everybody. Everybody say Abba. Abba. Okay, so Abba, this is going to be a fun night. This is going to be a fun night. I'm excited. But Abba is an interesting. You only find Abba three times in the Bible, and we're going to find that where those are all at and all those fun things. But, but Abba has an interesting name. So we all know that these names are translated. You know, Abba means something in English, right? Well, Abba was what um, the Jewish children back in the day would use to de talk, uh, describe their dad. It was like a personal and intimate response to their dad. So you'd be like, hey, yo, Abba. So when you translate Abba to English, it basically boils down to daddy. Like Abba means daddy. So when we're talking about one of God's names and we call that God is Abba, we're really saying that God is daddy God. <laughs> Like, I mean, I mean, let's say it with me. Let's say daddy, daddy. God. God. Yeah, that's it. Daddy God. Let's say it together. Say daddy God. daddy God. That's what we're talking. God, one of God's names is daddy God. But yes, I know that sounds weird. I know that's even funny to say. But let me tell you right now that it is a blessing and a miracle that we get to call God daddy. And I hope by the end of this, guys, you understand what it truly means to be able to call God daddy. Daddy. But before we do that, let's go ahead and we're going to go ahead and pray and just ask him to be in this service. So Father God, Daddy God, I just thank you. I thank you that, uh, first of all, that you're just so awesome. I thank you that you're here. 
I thank you that truly it is a miracle that we get to call you Father. And so I just pray that as we dive into this message, I don't want to be speaking because we're talking about you. Speak through me, Holy Spirit. Give us the ears to hear, the minds to understand, and uh, just speak to us today. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen. All right, man, all right. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell them something. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell them something because we've got to start ground level. I've got to set like, a, like a, a ground level for this message. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor. Your dad is not like Daddy God. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of weird. Look at your other neighbor, the one you ignored for whatever reason. But yeah, hey, your other neighbor. Your dad might be cool, but he's not like Daddy God. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. But yeah, no, the reason why I want to start here, guys, is because you got to understand something. When I started talking about fathers... When I started talking about dads, you will find yourselves in one or two spectrums or somewhere in between. You'll either find yourselves in one or two areas. The first area, one side of the spectrum, is when I say father, you had an amazing father. Like, you had an amazing worldly father. He was there for every play. He was there for every recital. He was there for every event. In fact, if you were to be honest, the fact of never, it never crossed your mind because your father provided for you so much that the fact of never having a father never really crossed your mind. Like, he was just always there. And that's cool. That's fine. But then there's also a flip side of that. Like, the moment I started talking about dads, you were like, dad, dad who? Like, maybe you never grew up with a father. Maybe I have a friend who his dad passed away when he was like a baby, so he never had a dad when he grew up. Maybe your father was just very absent. But regardless of where you find yourself, your dad here on earth is not like daddy God, and I want to prove it to you. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11, if you're taking notes, I encourage you guys, take these notes. You don't have to like, write, like you can just write the verse and go back and read it for yourself, but if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down, and we're going to read it again. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11, Jesus is saying, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be open. Verse 9. Or which one of you, or which one of you, if a son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Like that's dumb. <laughs> or if you ask for a fish, we give him a serpent. Like that's just straight up mean. All right. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good things to those? who ask him, what is Jesus saying here? Your father might be the best dad in the world, but he's still evil. He's still sinful, right? And even though he might give good things, he's not like our father who is in heaven. You've got to understand that, guys, because I don't want you to paint a picture, right, as we dive into all these things. I don't want you to paint a picture of daddy God, Abba God, and think it's like anything, like your earthly father, good or Bad. So you got to understand that first and foremost. So look at your neighbor one more time and say, hey, old neighbor, your dad is not like daddy God. Okay, so where does this term come from, Abba? All right, like I said, there are three times that you'll see this in Scripture, only three times. And one of them we'll get to later, but the one we're going to dive into or kind of focus in is found in Romans chapter 8, verses 12 through 17. We're going to read it all together. This is Paul speaking. Paul's a gangster. He's pretty cool. Outside of Jesus, he's like my favorite guy in the Bible, in all honesty. Uh, 
uh, Jesus is, has to be number one, right? That's just not fair either way. But anyways, in Romans, Paul's saying this. He says, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what sinful nature urges you to do. That could teach, but we're not talking about that. For if you live by its, dict- for if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if, sorry, but if therefore the power of the spirit you put on, let's start that over real quick. We're going to start that over right there. We're going to start over. But if through the power of the spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the spirit of God are either are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you receive God's spirit when adopted, when you are his, you are adopted, you are his own uh, own children. Repeat this, or say this with me, these next few words with me. Now we call him Abba, Father. For the Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are God's children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are God's, uh, we are heirs to God's glory. But if you share in his glory, you must share in his suffering. Okay, what does all that mean? That was a lot of verses. I fumbled around, but this is what this means. I want everybody to write this down. You are part of the fam. You You can say it with me. Yeah, that's fine. You are part of the fam. Now, you're not just part of New Song students, all right, which I love you guys. You're you're part of this family for sure. And you're not just, hey, and you're not just part of the New Song church family, which you are, but you're part of God's family. Everybody say God's family. See, What Paul was saying here in this few verses would have blown the minds of the people. Actually, probably not, not probably, it blew the minds of the people like hearing this. Because you got to remember, I was reading this commentary uh, about this scripture, and it says, The Jews, however, did not use Abba, uh, did not use it, referring to Abba, as a personal address to God, since such familiar terms were considered inappropriate to prayer. So the reason why this would have blown their minds is because this was inappropriate. This was like borderline rude to address God as Abba, to address God as Daddy. And it's funny because we see the other time where we see in Scripture where this is used, Jesus, he's used it, or he's using it. In Mark chapter 14, he's talking to God in the Garden of Gethsemane before he's going to the cross. He's like, hey, yo, Abba, you know, I don't want to take this cup, but, you know, your will be done. We know how that story ends. And it makes sense that Jesus would say that, right, because he's God's son. Like, it makes sense that he would say, Abba. But for us to be able to cry out, Abba, to cry out, Daddy, I mean, this, even praying it a couple of minutes ago, it kind of felt, like, it kind of felt inappropriate, or at least it would be if it wasn't for what Jesus did on the cross. I want you guys to write this down because it's so powerful. Our sins were not only bought, but we have been adopted. Everybody say adopted. I looked up the word adopted on Google, and Google's a good resource if you use it accordingly. But uh, adopted uh, or adoption is the act or fact of legally taking another's child and bringing it up as one's own or the fact of being adopted. So check this out. Not only did God say, hey, I'm going to send my son Jesus to die on a cross for you for your sins, but if you just believe him and say that he's your Lord and Savior, I will bring you up as one of my own 
children. I will adopt you into your family. So calling God Abba, calling God Daddy, isn't inappropriate anymore. In fact, it's completely opposite. It is a blessing, and not only is it a blessing, but we get to, uh, it's no longer important, but it is our right as children of God. Guys, you got to understand that. Like, you got to first understand that we have been adopted into God's family. Say, I've been adopted. So what does all this mean? Okay, cool. I'm adopted. I get to call him daddy, even though I'm just going to call him father. All right, like, yeah, let's be honest. I I say father God. But what does all this mean? There are three things I want to share with you guys tonight about what it means to be adopted, what it means to be into God's family, and how it really is beneficial for your guys' life. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this first point down. Say, Jesus is your big bro. That's my first point for you guys. Jesus is your big bro. I want you to check out this other quote that I, uh, that I read while I was studying this, uh, back uh, talking about Romans. It says, in contrast, yeah, in contrast with the control of sin, which enslaves us to the point of fear, believers have received the spirit of sonship. The word translated sonship means a place placed as a son. And it's frequently translated to adoption, so we already talked about that. Believers are adopted sons, not slaves, so they, so they need not be enslaved to sin or fear. Check this out. This is where it gets, like, super cool. In New Testament times, adopted, heir, adopted sons uh, enjoy the same privileges as natural-born sons. In families, children inherit the parents' estate, the estates like, you know, the property, land, uh, their car, if they got it, like, I would not mind inheriting God's car. That would be pretty darn cool. What would that even be? Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's good stuff, good stuff. But each child is an heir, and the children together are co-heirs. So this is where it gets good. Since Christians are God's children and are his heirs, they are co-heirs with Christ. They are recipients of all. Everybody say all. Spiritual blessings now and in the future, they will share with the Lord Jesus in all the riches of God's kingdom. Like, isn't that just amazing to hear? Jesus is your big bro. You share in the inheritance of Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ, you share in the inheritance. It's kind of like this, okay, because I need y'all to get this. It's kind of like this. You know, uh, I love every single one of you guys in here. I truly do. Like, there isn't a single person I know. Everybody say, aw. I really do love you. But, all right, there's got to be a but. But there are a few people in my life that if they were to call upon me, like, I would have to immediately go. And those few people have the last name Ratliff. If your last name's not Ratliff, I love you. I really do love you a lot. But if a ratless somebody, part of my family calls me up, like, I've got to go. Like, I go. And it gets even worse if, or it's even, like, it's even, not worse, but I'm just saying, like, if Molly, you know, calls me up, you know, Molly Ratliff, if she calls me up, and I've been hanging out with some other Ratliffs, right, so I hang out with some other, but Molly calls me, you best believe I've got to go. When Molly <laughs> married me, she not only took my name, but she also inherited privileges and, and, and what I have to offer. And I promise you guys, I promise you, I've got a lot to offer. I, I bring everything to the table. Not only do I bring things to the table, all right, Molly, can you tell? I bring other tables, and then I bring things to those tables. Can I get an amen, Molly? Amen. Amen. Tony said amen first. 
<laughs> oh, man, but yes, no. But guys, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. But I'm not. But seriously, seriously, we all share in this amazing inheritance with Christ. I, 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 I was thinking about this. I'm like, how many resources, how much time do we waste chasing things that are already inherited to us in the kingdom of God? Like, how many times are we wasting money, time, energy, when God already has everything we could possibly ever want, need, or imagine just because we are co-heirs with Christ? I think all the time that, man, if we would just walk in the fact that we are co-heirs with Christ, that we walk the fact that Jesus is our brother and we are been adopted, man, how many things would just be so much easier in our life? One more time, say, Jesus is my big bro. So the other thing that we get to experience because we're adopted into God's family is, write this down, you can go into dad's office. Everybody, yeah, say, well, we're, we're going to say every point because I just like doing that. I'm used to it in threshold. I do that a lot in threshold. I say, repeat after me. So we're going to say, say, you can go, you can go into, dad's into dad's office. God, Abba, daddy God, he is so approachable. He is so approachable. In Romans, like I said, back in Romans, the scripture we've been looking at, in 15, it says, so you have not received a spirit that makes you a fearful slave. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own son, our own children. Now we call him Abba. We call him Father. Remember, Abba was a personal, intimate, and approachable dad. Like when the Jewish children, they said this, it was because he was approachable. He was someone that they could run to. Uh, I remember back in my other church, uh, um, there was this time where like this little girl comes in my class, and I've, I've done kids ministry for a minute, and this little girl comes in my class, and she looks a little scared, and so I'm like, hey, what's your name? And she's like, oh, my name's, I don't know, Sally, I don't know. And she's like, hey, my name is, and I'm like, oh, cool, cool, cool. well, my name's Mr. E-Man, and I'm so glad to have you here. And she was like, E-Man? And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's a nickname. It's a nickname I get. My, my name is Emmanuel. And she was like, can I get to use that? And I'm like, I mean, well, yeah, it's my name. Like, I mean, if you want to, you can call me Mr. Emmanuel if you want. She's like, no, 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 no. I love, I love Mr. Eman. And she just got a kick out of being able to call me Eman because for her, in her, in her eyes, I was a teacher. And to other teachers, she didn't call them by nicknames. She had to address them by their last name, right? Miss, whatever their last name was, or Mr., whatever their last name. But for her, the fact that she got to call me this cool nickname, I all of a sudden became this approachable. She had so much fun. She enjoyed her service. I became very approachable. I, she experienced something that she didn't experience before with any other teachers. It's the exact same way with God. God is so approachable. In fact, I want you to write this down. We experience a special relationship with God that, in the, uh, with God that the people in the Bible before Jesus didn't experience we experienced something that the people before now i'm not saying that god the father was never there like don't he, that's not what i'm saying god didn't one day appear like who's your daddy i'm your daddy like no like <laughs> like god was always there he did some crazy things for people i know but but you got to understand that the people just couldn't go into the presence of god kind of like how we get to go into dad's office the priest it was the high priest who got to do it 
All right. And if you study it out, it's kind of funny. They had to go through some hoops to be able to enter into the presence of God. And it's actually funny. They would tie ropes around the high priest and put bells on them. Why? It's because when they dropped dead, you know, they, if they didn't come correct, if they didn't make everything appropriately, if they walked into God's presence, they would drop dead and they needed a way to go. Man, we got to get this guy out of here. And so it was very intense. Going to the office of God was a lot harder than it is today. But I want you to know that Daddy God, Abba Father, he is so approachable. And not only is he approachable, but he wants you to come to him. I wanted to hit this harder. As I was going through worship, I don't know, I just felt like uh, there's one point in here that I felt, but God was like leading me towards this way. But guys, you've got to understand that God, he, he wants you to come to him. He doesn't want you to run away. You don't have to run away. God's not mad at you. God cares for you. Abba, Father, he Abba, uh, Abba, God, he loves you. Daddy, God, he loves you. You can run to God. I, I, a lot of times I like watching uh, little kids uh, first of all, because I want one of my own, but second of all, because I like watching kids because I feel like that's how God sees us a lot of times, as little kids. And so one, of my na- one time my nephew, he's running, he's like, ah! you know, he's running, and he trips over himself. You know, you see kids, they run. They don't know how to, like, pace themselves. Or what cracks me is when kids, they run, but they ain't watching where they're going. You ever seen that? Ah! Goonk! And then they want to start crying. You do that still? Huh? I'm just kidding. No. But my nephew, he runs, and he trips over himself, and he looks up, and he's trying to, he's not looking for me. He's not looking for my, na- or my mom, which is his nanny. He's not looking for my sisters. Who he's looking for? He's looking for his father. And he finds his dad. He runs to his dad, and he's just like, Aah! and he's crying. He's raising up his arms. And even though it was his fault, his dad picks him up, and, oh, it's going to be okay. You know, it's the same thing for God. It's the same thing for Abba. It's the same thing for Daddy God. You can run to Father. You can run to God and be like, God, I looked at it again. I, should, I, I, I stayed up. I stayed up way too late. I looked at something I wasn't supposed to. And, and I know you told me not to. And, and I know it's a big deal. But uh, now I see things. And I'm like, God, I need you, Daddy. I need you, Abba. I need you to clear my mind. Or, or maybe you're like, you know what, uh, Abba, Father, I'm hanging out with that group of friends that you told me not to. You told me I would get hurt. You told me that they're going to lead me into, uh, into paths that I shouldn't be, and now I'm here. Now I'm in this pit, and I don't know what to do. Help me, Father. Or you could run to God and be like, God, Daddy, God, Abba, Father, I hate myself. I don't see value in myself. I don't see this purpose that the church talks about. I don't see why I'm here. I, in fact, I don't want to be here anymore. Father, Daddy, Abba, help me see the value in me that you see. So you can run to the Father. Check this out. In Hebrews chapter 4, verses 16. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 16. It says, so let us run, or sorry, so let us come. Everybody say the next word. What is it? So let us come. Everybody say the next word. Boldly to the throne of our gracious God or to the office of our gracious God. There you will receive not condemnation, not like a, ah, you stupid, but you will receive Mercy. I know God's not going to say you stupid. You will receive mercy and you will find grace to help you when you need it most. We do not run to Abba Father and find uh, 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 like a God who doesn't want us to come to him. But we find a very approachable God. You don't have to go to God scared. You really don't. 
You don't have to go to, you don't have to, go to Daddy God's uh, office and be intimidated. He wants you to come. He wants you to be a part. He wants to help you. He wants to give you mercy. And uh, I don't know. I just felt like somebody really needed to hear that. And I'm going to hit it on one more time. Hebrews 4.16. For let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. You will receive mercy and you will find grace to help you when you most need it. Just when you most need it, God's going to be there. Abba Father, Abba, da- Abba God, he's going to be there. And the last thing I want to share with you guys tonight as we wrap up is uh, this. Write this down. You will always have a dad. Being part of God's family means you will always have a dad. So I'm going to end with this, guys. Uh, as, we, as we wrap up, we could play something or whatever. But some of you may know, some of you might not know. Um, but growing up as a kid, uh, I had an absent father. And I say absent because I want to be sensitive uh, because I know, like I said, I have a friend who his father passed away before he could even really meet him. My father's still here, uh, still lives here on earth, um, but he's just, he's just never really been part of my life. He's never, uh, never really been there. And, and there might be some of you guys in here, there might be people who are listening on this podcast later, I'm not sure, but you might not have a father, but just because you don't have a father doesn't mean you don't have a father. But I grew up without my dad present in my life. And it doesn't take a scientist, it doesn't take somebody to study really far into it to realize that absent fathers are a big problem in the world, in the world. Uh, You don't have to go very far. I was actually doing some research, just looking up different things, some of the things I knew, some of the things I didn't know, some of the things surprised me, some things really didn't surprise me, but there's all kinds of things that they say are, that happen to kids who don't have fathers in their lives, um, um, drop, uh, drop rate, like dropping out of high school, like goes up. They, they just don't finish high school. Uh, spending some time in jail, like that goes up. You'll, sometime in your life, you'll be in jail. Uh, academics, like you just uh, have a hard time functioning or just learning in school, goes up, which that's one I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, all, all kinds of things, behavior, you just acting out, all these different things, um, and it as I was reading this stuff, and, and just as I know, period, uh, fathers are important. They are. We just celebrated Mother's Day, and mothers are important. My mom raised me. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my mom. Moms are important, but fathers are also very important, and I lived without one. I lived without one for, I mean, I, I, he just never lived in the home. He just wasn't around, and that's okay. And I remember growing up as a kid, I fell into a lot of those like statistics. Like growing up, I was always in trouble. I did some dumb things. Like I don't think I would ever tell some of these stories because it'd just be like, there's just no point. <laughs> Unless it came up, I don't know. But uh, it's in the past. I've been forgiven. Thank you, Jesus. But uh, but uh, I, I've done some stupid things to feel accepted, to be part of the group, to find friends. Uh, during elementary and early parts of middle school, I promise you, there was very rare a day that the principal didn't have to say, I was a car rider, uh, so that means that my mom came and picked me up, and now that I think about it, maybe I was a blessing from God, <laughs> because I got into him, because my mom met the principal a lot, because the principal would come out and be like, E-Man did this today, or they never said E-Man, Emmanuel did this, we had some troubles here, and uh, I need to make sure I, mom, if you ever listen to this, I'm sorry, but, uh, <laughs> but there was very rare a time where I wasn't in trouble. Just acting out. And a lot of that was rooted in the fact that I didn't have a father. A lot of it's just because I'm dumb. But 
having not having a father definitely affected me in my life. But as I grew up, I learned this truth. Just because I don't have a father, it doesn't mean I don't have a father. Just because I don't have a father here on earth or a father that's present doesn't mean I don't have a dad that's in heaven, that loves me, that cares for me. And a long time ago, I decided that I have a father who's very present, who's very real. Like when I say Father God, I'm not just like, I, I want to try to get you guys to understand this. I'm not just like saying Father God because or Abba or Daddy just because it's like in the Bible I'm supposed to. But I truly say Father because God is my Father. He has helped me. He has brought me through things. He's protected me. I can't wait till I get to heaven and I see this track list of things that God the Father protected me from. And I'm going to be like, wow, God, you're so much better than I realized because, God, you are my Father and you provide for me and you take care of me. And just because I didn't have a dad growing up doesn't mean I don't have a dad. Father God, he, Abba, Daddy, he is my Father. And I lean hard into that. And I'm going to finish out with this. I'm going to finish out with this because I want y'all to get this. God the Father is so awesome. He is, he is so amazing. He's so approachable. He's so real. He's so tangible. Tangible is like you could, you could grab hold of him. Like I know you can't be like Jesus but like, or God, but he is so, he's so tangible. He's so approachable. And, and I want everybody to experience what I've experienced. And it says in the Bible that no one gets to the Father except through Jesus. So that means that everything that the Father has to offer, he wants you to come to him. He wants to take care of you. He wants to be your provider. He wants to be your peace. He wants to be your God. He wants to be your Yahweh. But you got to go through Jesus. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, we're going to wrap this up. And the reason why we do this, the reason why we bow our heads and we close our eyes is just so it can be intimate. It's just private. So you can just think to yourself or, you know, not talk to yourself, but just think to yourself in your head and just not be a distraction. And I'm going to do a, uh, well, we'll start with this. I want to have, I want everybody to be able to have a relationship with the Father, but you have to accept Jesus Christ into your life first. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you would say that you've never, you've never asked Jesus Christ into your life, you've, uh, you've never um, asked him to be the Lord, you've never asked him to take away your sins, you've never asked him to your heart, and you would like to, or maybe, maybe you have said that prayer, maybe you have asked Jesus Christ into your life, but you didn't mean it, and, and to be honest, you did it just because. You can re rededicate your life today. If you would, just raise your hand. If you say, I would like to ask Jesus Christ for the very first time in my life, or maybe rededicate my life to Christ. If you would, just put your hand up, just so I can see it. Just so I can see it. Awesome. 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 I see. Once you put your hands up, you can put them down. So this is what we're going to do, because we're one big family, right? We're part of God's family. We're not going to do this alone. We're going to say this prayer all together. But if you raised your hand for either asking Jesus Christ in your life or maybe rededicating your life, if you raised your hand, I want you to mean this prayer in your heart. But we're going to say this all together, so just repeat after me. Say, Father God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on a cross for my sins and adopt me into your family. Jesus, 
I thank you. And from this day forward, come on, I'll say that one more time. Say, from this day forward, I will follow you. Thank you. In Jesus' name.